I'm Sarah. I'm 20. I'm a queer fangirl who spends too much time on the internet. I'm Robert. I'm not quite 50. And I don't spend as much time on the internet, but I have seen way too many movies and TV shows. And this is 50v20. The podcast where we take a look at queer representation in media. One ship at a time. Hi, everybody. Why are you awkward? Hi everyone. I don't know. It's really hard to start the show, but once we start talking, you it's just like gotta say, great. Well, it's already said what the show is, right? Yeah. So just we don't even have to say hi. Oh yeah, we have a special episode for everybody today. No, it's just a regular episode. Who's excited? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they be excited? You didn't tell them it was special. Well, they saw the title. Okay. Oh yeah. We are talking about Heartstopper Season 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very excited to jump into it. When we are recording this, it is August 4th, and we- Which officially came out yesterday? Yes. And we watched all of it in one day. Yeah. We had a great little binge part- Binge party. <laughs> binge watch. We had a- Did you say binge party? <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable. I mean, no, but it sounds wrong. It wasn't really party-like. We had a binge watching session where we sat on the couch for four and a half hours and had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. Overall, uh, season two was better structured than season one. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, having watched a YouTube thing about the transition from books to the show is that season one took things from lots of different places. Mm-hmm. Introduced characters we didn't need to know yet, like the art teacher who in season two gets his storyline more. And so a lot of it was just... Charlie and Nick and their struggle and everyone else is kind of extraneous. Even Tao and Elle were kind of like an extra thing. Until the when they went for shakes in season one. In season one, yeah. Now everyone has a storyline. Darcy's got a thing. Tao and Elle have a lot of things. Even like Imogen has like an arc. Yeah, Imogen's going going through through. stuff with, and there's new characters. Yeah. Which we'll talk about plenty. Weirdly, I think we don't have to do as much of a play-by-play of the plot because there was a plot. In yeah. season one, we had to keep track because all of it was, we had to know when did Nick react this way? When did Charlie do this? Yeah. Now it's all more in order, which is easier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's interesting that we just had our like season one stuff come out because we <laughs> had like certain strong opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And then um, honestly, some of my opinions from season one to season two like drastically changed. I think, like, the the main thing that I didn't like about season one was just that it felt like there was no, like, driving force to, like, want to keep watching the next yeah. episode. Whereas with season two, like, it was honestly really easy to binge watch it because there were storylines that were, like, taking place over multiple episodes. Yeah, the Paris trip was, like, three episodes. Yeah. And they had, cliffhanger's not really the right term because it's not tension building, yeah. but they had, like, moments where an episode would end in the middle of something. Yeah. Exactly. And so you want to know what's coming next. It's not, oh, he took a quiz about whether he's gay. Yeah. And we see the results. Like, okay, cool. like, okay. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I don't know what needs to happen next. I mean, that's a necessary step and good to show. We talked about that before. Yeah. But yeah, it's a much better structure when there's 
a timeline to this. Even the first season, I wasn't quite sure how much time had passed. Yeah. Until, like, the last episode where Nick says outright how long he's been in a relationship. Yeah. And with this season, there's just multiple storylines that I feel like, I don't know, take place or, like, they, they take their time on them. Like, with Tara and Darcy, like, it took them, like, a few episodes to have, like, a conversation. Yep. With, like, Isaac's identity, it took yeah. multiple episodes for even, like, the character of Isaac to kind of figure out what mm-hmm. was going on. And, like, Ellen Tao, their relationship had multiple layers. So, honestly, it was just a lot more entertaining to watch, I think. Yeah. And we can get into characters, I guess, as they get introduced, but more people, more stuff. Yeah. Some of them, I think their introductions were a bit abrupt, but, eh. It's hard to do that well when you're adding a lot of people. I mean, this season added James and uh, Sahar mm-hmm. and Mr. Farouk and <laughs> Felix and Naomi. Plus, we met more of the parents. Yeah. I don't know all of their uh, names. The family, they do have names. Nick's brother. Nick's, uh, David. Nick's father. Nick's father, yeah. Uh, Stefan. Other parents, for good or bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It expanded a lot. Yeah. It expanded to the parents all in one episode, but then it kept them for the rest of the season. So, like, set up a new reality for the show, which was nice. Yeah, it was really cool. We got, like, more of an inside look of everyone's, like, family life. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting to see. Also, more Olivia Coleman. She had, like, a lot of stuff going on this season, which was kind of fun. And honestly, I think this season did a really good job of keeping, like, the age limit of the show accessible to all people like it's definitely the kind of show that you could watch with your kids yep. but at the same time like they are addressing like things that just make the characters feel more like actual teenagers with like the party alcohol learning to be a couple and like be physical with one another as teenagers like they did it in a very age-appropriate way that also felt realistic and talked about adult segments of that like they acknowledge the fact that, you know, sex exists and that they're going to do more physical things later, but they're going to agree when that's going to happen. They, yeah. they did a great approach to consent without ever talking about consent. Yeah, exactly. Because we get commentary late in the season about Ben and his behavior, even though he's apologetic for it, how it's still not good. And then with Nick and Charlie outright talking about what they want to do. Yeah. With each other. Yeah. And it, like, it wasn't explicit in any way, but it was also just, like, when we go further, whatever that may look like, like, it'll be something that we both decide and we both want. It was interesting because in our previous two episodes, we talked about the show like a kid's show. It's more a very wholesome show that is not a kid's show. It's just they're outright avoiding profanity. And thing, explicit sex references, mm-hmm. stuff that's going to change the rating for the show. While acknowledging those things exist. For example, the age appropriateness thing. I think it's right before the conversation about how they don't want to do anything more than kissing. Yeah. Nick and Charlie. Is that Charlie is sitting on top of Nick. Mm-hmm. And the thing that made me think of immediately was a recent similar scene in Never Have I Ever. Where in that, they're going to have sex. Yeah. Because that's a different audience for that show. They accept that's a teen show and adults are going to be watching as well. Mm-hmm. This is, everyone can watch this. Yeah. I have a minor complaint about that. 
but that'll come up much later because yeah, when this becomes you know gay agenda, the show. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that, that will come later in this conversation. Yeah, I think. we'll we'll get to that. For the listener, I just want to let you know now because that won't happen in the conversation until a few weeks from now. The way these are edited. I'm essentially referring to the idea that a conservative audience watching this will think this is definitely an agenda when, by the end of the season, almost every character we've met has turned out to be somewhere on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum. So, it's not meant flippantly. Well, no, it's meant flippantly, but it's about a serious thing and especially a potential reaction to the show. But we don't actually really talk about it until toward the end of the season and Hey listeners, good news if you're enjoying this discussion of Heartstopper, we got four episodes out of talking about season two. So, that'll be like three weeks from now. Enjoy in the meantime. Yeah, (laughs) the gay agenda thing aside, I do appreciate how this show, if you come from like a cool, chill family, it is the kind of show that you can watch as a family, and it could like bring up questions and like discussion points. But then the family itself can, like, decide how much they want to say, I guess? And I know they can't make this a selling point of the show. If you're in a family situation like Darcy's, Mm -hmm. you can watch the show on your own. Yeah. And realize that there's people who agree with you and that you aren't wrong (laughs) in being who you are. Yeah, you aren't alone. And that's good. Yeah. They can't sell the show that way because they're not going to be like, no, watch this without your parents. Right. <laughs> watch it with your parents and explain to them that they're bigots and they yeah, need to stop exactly. it. Yeah. 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 The good thing is, at the end of the season, the only one that's still problematic in that way is Darcy's mom, Nick's brother. Mm-hmm. And there's room to grow for Nick's father, but he's barely in the show, so it's like he's barely in his life, too. Right. So that's different. Ben needs to be better, but he's not... His problem isn't that he's homophobic. Yeah. Well, we do hear... We never see Ben's family, but we do hear that Ben... He can't be out. He can't be out with his family, so we do know that about him. His problem is, even when he's trying to apologize, he's still forcing himself. Yeah. Well, are we going to talk a little bit in order? Because I'm trying to figure out, like, where to... I I wanted to do a sort of overview, because what the show is changed a lot from season one to season two and i think it's better structured it's better put together yeah i think a lot of the change i think it changed for the better honestly i i really liked season two season one i know there should be a season three so playing with the idea that there is a season three i'm excited to see like season three even more i think it's netflix so unfortunately that doesn't mean there's gonna be a season four but it has been renewed i believe for season three and on imdb it has that little season three tab like the people making the show think there's a season yeah it really also felt like the show maybe and and the actors too like figured out what they were doing and like the kind of um vibe that they wanted to have like they found a really good middle ground of like keeping it really wholesome and like comic book-esque while still bringing up, like, important LGBT issues mm-hmm. um, in, like, a very uh, digestible way. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think that was really good. They continue as well, before we get into episode by episode, keeping the kids' and adults' lives very separate. Mm-hmm. Even in Paris, the kids are mostly on their own. Yeah. But then their interactions with the adults are all very important. Yeah. As to how the adults look out for them or not. Mm-hmm. 
and it's all pretty good. We find out more about a lot of, you know, the coaches. Well, I forgot about her. Yeah. We said in the previous episodes, because I only just edited those up this week and last week, that, like, we didn't know about the lifestyle of the art teacher or the coach. Now we do. Yeah. Aside from, like, the art teacher and um, Mr. Farouk, also, most of the adults exist from, like, the perspective of the kids. Like, we only really see the adults as how the kids see them. Yeah. Except for Farouk and uh, Ajaz. I keep calling him the art teacher. I always mix up his consonants. Because, like, A-J-A-Y-I or something like that. Ajayi. Ajayi? Oh, there's an N in there. Anjai. Anjai. Yes. So, aside from them, yeah, the the adults don't really get their own storyline. Yeah. And even theirs is just very brief. Yeah, they have, like, like two or three scenes, I think. But necessary. We can talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. I really liked their storyline. As short and brief as it was, I really liked it. Episode one is called Out, which, despite the montage at the beginning, starts the morning after the last episode ended, which was nice. Yeah. So he tells him he came out to his mother. Also, funny thing that the fandom noticed, it doesn't really matter, it's fine. But um, Nick's, like, hairstyle completely oh. changed. <laughs> People's faces change. No, no, People's- and this. And that's, yeah. that's totally fine. It's just funny that they're like, it's the next morning. It's like, after he came out to his mom, did he get a haircut? At least, <laughs> right. It, you should, whenever possible, give us, like, a week. Yeah. Because then he, he could have gotten a haircut. Right. <laughs> he like, could have gotten new shoes to make him look a little taller. His hair changed real quick. <laughs> or you, you know, you lampshade it and just be like, did you change your hair? And he's like, no. No? You know, just I don't know let what us you're know. talking about. We acknowledge the hair is different. Yeah. Because we get the whole good morning boyfriend text exchange in that montage at the beginning. That was cute. Which is cute. And then we get, I thought it was going to be a recurring location, but I think they only go there twice the whole season. The, like, store where they actually go and buy, he buys the apple juice. Oh, yeah. We knew about the apple juice. I yes. assume they got it somewhere at the school. Yeah. Last season. But they go there because there's one on the shelf and Tao and Elle both grab for it at the same time. Yeah. Them starting their whole They're having a whole thing. thing. Which... To be fair, stuff like that, I'm going to leave in this awkward pause here, because I think season one probably did a lot of this stuff really well too, but I didn't notice, because I was having trouble at the beginning, especially keeping track of characters' names and all this other stuff. Having just edited our episodes, I knew who everyone was now, which Mm. is cool, because they do really great, subtle direction stuff, even them grabbing the drink. No one says anything about it. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Your excuse. No, I... (laughs) <laughs> you have it. No, you won. Friends, go. No, no, take it. No, Tao. It just move on, and you get a lot of stuff like that where something happens that, in retrospect, means something. Yeah, honestly, I th- I think season two does that more than season one. With, like, a lot of, like, very good attention to detail. It's it's also visual stuff a lot, which we can't put in the podcast. Because yeah. our podcast is still just audio. But I noticed when editing that there was a good visual. I, I commented on, like, the leaf thing at the party and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it was going around Nick and Charlie. Mm-hmm. But there was a great one when Tao and Elle are in the classroom. And talking. And it gets, like, the will they or won't they do, like, kiss or say something or whatever. And then... Elle leaves the room and the leaves go, or butterflies, I forget what it was, go with her. Oh, yeah. So Tal is left without them. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a great visual. And they do some of that in this one. They have some new visual things like that in their little animation things. Yeah, they had some really good animation moments in this one. Some they use really well because they set up these like blurry ones that go all around the screen that then they use later when... Or spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> We're going to talk about it soon. But... Hey guys, this episode is a big spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> when Charlie passes out, they use that to good effect. Is They use yeah. the animated stuff around the edge of the screen to blur it. Yeah. And that's a good use of stuff they already have going on. Yeah. So, yeah. The next note I have is that we find out, I swear in my brain, I thought Nick had already come out to Imogen when he canceled their date. I don't know why. Because he hadn't. Oh, right. He just said he didn't feel like yeah, about yeah. her the same way or something. And, yeah. But uh, now she doesn't know he's gay yet. Or she does, but she doesn't. Bye. Talking about her perspective. <laughs> she does figure out he's gay and then, yeah, then. But uh, she, we find out that, oh, she's over him anyway. <laughs> We're still friends, aren't we? I promise I don't fancy you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I still want to be friends. Okay, good. <laughs> also fancy someone else now. Really? Who? <laughs> okay, fine. Don't tell me. We've been friends since year seven, but... <laughs> if anything actually happens, I promise I'll tell you. And if you have any romantic developments, I want to hear all about them. She yeah. can't see someone else now. She's like, I'm... It's and it's good. like, just say who it is, because we know. We know it's... Oh my gosh, There's from a the limited second, cast. From the second I was yelling at you, I'm like, she's a hag. She's a hag. It's Ben. Yeah, it's ben. <laughs> She's a hag. The only other option would be that it's Harry, and that's not... That's worse. Well, like, I also knew something was up, and again, this is with, like, the subtleties, but I knew something was up because in the background, you could see that Ben and Imogen... At the table, we're like... Oh, already then? Yeah. Like, I know later we see them at the Yeah, table like in pretty early on, they were like standing or sitting really close to each other. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, Something is going to happen But we don't this. actually find out who it is she likes now that she likes Ben until what the near the end of the episode. Yeah. Because most of this episode focuses on the sleepover. Yes. Who all is there? Everybody uh, was Charlie's there. Charlie's L, Tao, Charlie, Nick, Tara, Darcy, Isaac... I put in my notes, Isaac's latest book, and then Imogen comes late. <laughs> I love Isaac and his books. I love that the few I checked are real books, too. Yeah. It's not like they're just, even like his, the Ace book, and the Buy book had a different cover, but I'm pretty sure it's the one I found on Amazon. Mm-hmm. The Ace book is a real book. So the stuff he's reading is real, even when he's not reading random novels and stuff. Yeah. One of the books looked really familiar, too, and I want to know what it was. Because <laughs> I'm like, is that Zoe Thurgood's book? And then I checked the cover, and I'm like, no, it's just similar. And of course, Heartstopper fans keep track of the books Isaac reads, which is wonderful. So I'm stepping in from editing again because the cover I was talking about is the cover to We Are Okay by Nina LaCour, the cover art by Adam Cavallo. Although a review of that book actually describes the art as reminding them of the style of Tilly Walden. And he also reads, I think one of his first books in this season is I Love This Part by Tilly Walden. I was thinking of it, even though the color scheme is entirely wrong, it reminded me of the cover to Zoe Thurgood's It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth, which I read just recently. But anyway, Isaac's got great books, and there are a list of them out there. Back to the show. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sure anyone listening to this, there's probably a bunch of you who like Zoe Thurgood, because she's also writes about LGBT people and comics, and mental health issues, and other stuff that come 
a lot of crossover with this show. All the stuff we love. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing is that I put from the sleep... Well, the sleepover is fine. It's basically establishing where are all these characters now, and even though it hasn't been that much time. Um, when Imogen shows up, I don't remember who asked, does she know about you guys? But then Nick says, not yet. I'm going to tell her today. And Darcy says, it'll be fine. She's an ally. <laughs> that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Does she uh, know about you guys? Not yet. I'm going to tell her today. It'll be fine. She's an ally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which, of course, wonderful exchange in the previous season. <laughs> I'm an ally. I'm an ally. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> I love that. I still quote that. Like, that's one of the Heartstopper quotes that I actually use in day-to-day life. And then, this has nothing to do with all the larger content, but he sh- you don't try to tell someone something important as they're on the way to the bathroom. Yeah, when she's going. You catch her on the way back. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, let her do her thing. It goes fine, because he tells her he's... He doesn't even get to say it, because she interrupts. Yeah. Audio clip here. Imogen, um, I, I kind of had something that I, I want to tell you. What? It's, it's kind of hard to... Is it about you and Charlie? Oh, my God. I, sh- I should have let you say it. It's just... It is kind of obvious. And, like, it totally makes sense. Like, the whole date thing and the sports day thing... You didn't like me because you're gay. Uh, well, I, I, I'm bisexual, actually. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't actually know how to react. This is this is good. <laughs> okay. Well, now you know about Charlie. You have to tell me about your crush. Oh, come on. It's only fair. Fine, okay. It's Ben. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, I should let you say it. Because she figured out he's she's like, gay. Oh, well. <laughs> he's like, and then he's like, I am as usual. I'm bi, actually. To which she responds by giving him a hug. Yeah. And it was nice. Because it's also a moment where she probably in that moment realized, oh, she did have a chance. Yeah. But still, she doesn't have that chance, and so it, it made a nice little bonding. Thing. It was it was actually, like, a really great moment, and, um, like, great acting, because you could see, like, on Imogen's face for a second that she was a little hurt, mm-hmm. because I think she had comforted herself with the fact because that... Because he's gay. Yeah. yeah, because he's gay. But then she was like, okay, this isn't about me. Hug. Right. It's fine. <laughs> and I don't remember if he asks her outright, but that's when he finds out that her crush is Ben. Yeah. Which he can't immediately ruin, because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I shouldn't out Ben, right? But also, girl, <laughs> no. I don't remember in what how many episodes it is before he does ask, "Why are you going out with Ben?" Yeah, and then he immediately he's like, "Because he's a dick." And I'm like, "Yes, you should have." <laughs> See, started that's with that. that's a good Lead reason. Say he's just like a he's mean a dick. Guy. The last person he was with. Kept it secret, and you forced them to kiss him or something like that. You know, yeah. Don't tell them who. Don't tell them who. Don't tell them their gender, but just yeah. be like, I don't trust this guy, and I'm looking out for you. Because even if someone's a horrible person, that doesn't mean you help them, because that's bad. That's a slippery slope to a bad trend. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Why are you dating Ben? What do you mean? He's a dick. He's, he's done some really bad stuff. What? 
What did he do? I can't tell you. I've known him since primary school. He's basically one of my oldest friends. Yeah, but... And you know what? I don't actually have that many friends. But Ben is one of the few people who actually likes me. And he's been lovely to me. So whatever happened in the past, he's nicer now. And I really like him. Good luck in the exam. And when he comes back... Oh, that was a weird editing choice. It's still daytime. But then it cuts to nighttime, they're all getting ready to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he tells Charlie, oh, I came out to her. Yeah. And then at some point there, Darcy's like, uh, I can't believe people think you're straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, we had a little bit of the, the Tao and L stuff. I don't remember what they were doing L, there. L keeps, like, trying to flirt with Tao. Mm. And Tao is, like, not very receptive to it. And so... At the sleepover, like, when they're going to sleep, I believe Elle tells Tara, like, The flirting didn't work. I think I need to try and get over him. Oh, Elle. I'm going to give this up because I was trying to flirt with him and he wasn't into it. So already not a great start to the the Ellen Tao (laughs) romance of the season. Yeah, and then the morning after the sleepover, Charlie tells his parents that Nick is his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know my friend Nick? Yes. I thought I probably should tell you. He's my boyfriend. You're surprised. Oh, well, I, you know... It- He's a he's a very sporty, sort of laddish sort of boy. I, I, I wouldn't have assumed he was gay. Being gay has nothing to do with that. And actually, he's bisexual. Gay or bisexual, uh, Nick is banned from sleepovers from now on. What? Yeah, there will be no hanky-panky in this house. Please don't say hanky-panky. And I suppose Nick's going on this Paris trip as well? Yeah. So that's why you've been talking about it non-stop for weeks. <sighs> Bedroom door open at all times. I'm leaving. No hanky-panky till you're married. Stop saying hanky-panky. What? No. I... Mm. <clears throat> and he says you're surprised, but their reasoning is what they think of Nick. He's a very sporty, laddish sort of boy. <laughs> I wouldn't have assumed he was gay. <laughs> And he says being gay has nothing to do with that. Or did Tori say that? No. He uh, says that. He, he says that. Because then Tori happens to be in the room. <laughs> Tori <laughs> shows up. <laughs> because then, uh, and, he's, and actually he's bisexual. And then, you know, the father is like, uh, gay or bisexual. Nick is banned from sleepovers from now on. Yeah. Which I want to say is not a huge point in the series, but a very interesting thing to include because I do know of that happening with people. Like, um, I've had some friends who are gay that are girls, and then their parents didn't want them having sleepovers with girls. Mm. But then it's at the same time, it's like, But you also wouldn't let them have sleepover with boys, because... it's That's why I actually like the sleepover was interesting, and that who all was there, because it's clearly boys and girls all boys and girls. there. And I'm wondering, is that British? Because in the U.S., we don't really do that. No, I remember in fourth grade, there was a sleepover with some girls in my class. And then we found out later that a couple of the boys were invited. Yeah. And it was very weird. Yeah. Like, for fourth graders, that was, like, scandalous. No, totally. Yeah, I feel like um, as a kid, it was always, like, all the girls 
would get together yeah. and all the guys would do their own thing, but it would not. Or you would even have like a party that was like everybody, but the boys would go home and the girls would yeah. stay to sleep. Yeah, the only time I had a sleepover that was everyone was literally it was everyone. My, I think we've mentioned this in this show before. My entire graduating class spent the night after the graduation party. Because his graduating class was like five people. It was 13 people. <laughs> and we all, basically we all slept in the living room while movies were on. Yeah. And most of the people fell asleep at some point. But... Was there like an adult around? Or no? Um, probably someone was around at any given time. Yeah. Because yeah. my whole family wants to stay up late and watch movies anyway. Yeah. But. Yeah. That was fine. Anyway, interesting point. Also interesting to see more of Charlie's parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uber driver's got a wife. That's good. Charlie's parents are so interesting to me, too, because they are not, like, homophobic, but they have this, like, uncomfortable attitude about that. And especially later, once it is taking up, I mean, episode two, we find out his grades aren't doing very well. Yeah. Because of everything. Then they have a bigger problem with the fact he's in a relationship at all. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's a gay relationship, yeah. which is nice. Like, you can have cool ally parents that are still irritating. <laughs> and this is with Tori, right? You're telling people then? Yeah. And you're not worried? About what? About getting bullied again? It's not going to be like when I got outed. We just want people to know we're together. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure Nick doesn't have to deal with what I did. I can protect him. I can make sure that he never feels pressured, stressed, scared. Everything's going to be perfect. She asked Charlie if he's worried uh, about getting bullied again. And he says, it's not like, it's not going to be like when I got outed. We just want people to know we're together. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure Nick doesn't have to deal with what I did. I can protect him. Which is funny to see from Charlie because he's the scrawny <laughs> of a couple. I'm like, Charlie. Um, I can make sure that he never feels pressured or stressed or scared. Everything's going to be perfect. Which is a nice, hopeful attitude. But even in the moment, we all know that's not going to happen. I'm like, oh no. Like you do, but see that was the end of the see that was the end of the episode though, right? Right. That was like a good like end so of the episode it, because and it's I'm, like we know he's wrong. We're leaving the episode like how is he wrong? That's why that's not gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> like that that's ironic. Let's and keep then watching. When binge watching next episode is the montage of parent teacher conferences telling him his grades are slipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his grades are not doing so great. So we know oh his parents are gonna have a problem and they do, and he is banned from. Because he's been going to, he and Nick are going into each other's houses every day. Yeah. And they basically aren't allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. They're not allowed to, like, hang out outside of school right. until he finishes until his coursework. He, well, at first it's until he gets his grades up. Then it's until he finishes the coursework. Because yeah. he has that history paper that he hasn't written at all. Yeah. Apparently. That I guess he turns in at some point. But I don't know how British school works. Because I thought it was weird that he's like, oh, I have an essay. But then he's like, I have a few weeks to turn it in. And I'm like, how do your due dates work? Do you have, like, a date where, like, everything has to be turned in? Or maybe they'd negotiated, turned in by the end of the term because uh, it was a final paper. Okay, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it was a paper that specifically had parts and he hadn't done any of the parts. 
So now uh, we had to do the entire thing in the last two weeks of the semester or something. That makes sense. Like a final yeah. project for the whole thing. Me with my ADHD, I was just like, oh, he has a few weeks. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Why is everybody freaking out? Yeah. So then episode two, family, gives us a lot more of parents. Parents. And Nick's brother, David, is home from uni where he is going to in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Although his father gets that wrong later. He thinks he's yeah. just going to Edinburgh. That's so sad. Which was... It was, it was, that was actually a nice moment that's later, but it's a nice moment that we see that his life isn't as perfect as, yeah. like, his bro, his father also neglects. Yeah, as, like, irritating as he was, I felt, like, sympathy for him at that moment. I was like, oh, that, that sucks. So that was good. Yeah. And then we get the first of a couple very abrupt introductions of new characters, because I don't think they even say her name in this entire episode. We meet <laughs> Sahar for the first time. Yeah. When she just sits down with Tara and Darcy and Elle and needs help with the prom. Yeah. For planning. Which is cool. Setting up a plot like that is good. Because mm-hmm. it's something that's going to introduce new people, introduce stress later when they have trouble and need extra people to set up prom. Mm. It lets us anticipate the prom itself, just like they would. Yeah. So it's a very good use of story structure. Yeah, it's cool to bring up prom so early in the season when prom happens in the last episode. Yeah. Like, that was the kind of exactly. stuff that tied it all together. And in this same episode, we get the secret date at the park with Charlie and Nick. Oh, because, yeah. Because, of course, they're going to violate their... They're teenagers. Yeah. They they, they went out. <laughs> and they did it in a wholesome way. They just went to the park with the dog. Yeah. It, it was wasn't fun. that bad. It was fun. I swear, the way they kept shooting them in the park, I thought someone was going to see them. Yeah. And I think that was on purpose. Because, like, the show is making us anticipate someone's going to catch them at some point. Yeah. We've already had Isaac walk in on them last season, but Isaac's fine. Yeah. In the recap on Netflix, he said that as well, the actor. Another of Charlie's friends, Isaac, played by me, walks in on a cosy moment between Charlie and Nick after rugby. Awkward. But Isaac is super trustworthy and won't say anything. He's like, Isaac walks in, but Isaac's trustworthy. Yeah, Isaac's fine. I wouldn't be scared of Isaac. But it was was shot like they were going to get caught, but they don't. And Mm. that's cool. They'll get caught doing bad things till later. (laughs) <laughs> and then the other setup for an ongoing storyline for the season is that Elle goes to tour the um, Lambert. Lambert, The yes. art school. Yeah. And so we meet Felix and Naomi, her two new friends. We find out this is a, I was going to say a very gay school, gay-friendly <laughs> school, but as it turns out, so is, <laughs> so is, the other so is Truem and Yeah, Higgs. yeah. But uh, yeah, so they get introduced a little better, I think, than Sahar because it's appropriate she'd meet new people at a tour at a new school. Because yeah. these are people going to look at this new place. Yeah. And that's good. We don't get to know Naomi and Felix too well no, through the season. not really. But, eh. They're there. We know they're there. All we need to know is the perspective from Tao. Right. And we get that. And I, I think they kind of also represent for Elle, like, the future that she wants to live. Like, yeah. just like a very expressive, out, confident, like life at that school so they work well as a symbol for that and this this is the same episode i love that they give us a red herring and then ruin it anyway because we know that david knows charlie mm-hmm. someone named charlie sent hearts to nick oh on a yes. text. yeah but charlie could be a girl's name yeah and it's like oh he's gonna meet charlie hear his name and realize it he doesn't even remember his name he figured it out because there's a photo on the wall of them kissing. <laughs> Which I think you can see in the background later. It's very small. It's like a little This happened room. in episode two? Yeah, this is all oh, in that episode. Oh, that was, that was early. Because then he, that's when he, David says, like, I wanted to meet the... I just... 
Billy, I just wanted to meet the guy that, you know, that turned my little brother gay. What? I mean, I should have always known you'd turn out to be gay, really. I'm bi, actually. And so what? I'm bi, actually. So, but, <laughs> if you're going to be gay, at least admit you're gay. Ah. <sighs> See, this is exactly why well, I didn't want to tell well, it's you. Too late now. Oh, this is ridiculous. What? I mean, I'm not allowed to be skeptical. No, my little brother is randomly. No, you're not. What? I knew you would be like this. Like what? Like a homophobic prick. Boys, what is going on? Why did you tell him about Charlie? I didn't, darling. Mum didn't tell me. You left a picture of you two kissing on your bedroom wall. But I just wanted to meet the guy that you know turned my little brother gay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Dick. I was like, <laughs> oh, cringe. Yeah. Yeah. And that also sets up the a lot of well Charlie was already this way but of Charlie blaming himself for everything because then he's texting Nick and saying it's all his fault if he hadn't been there if he hadn't like all these things everything's yeah. his fault and Nick sends a nice voice audio message it's message like him. it's not your fault Charlie this is not your fault I don't care what David thinks anyway I mean it was never going to go perfectly with everyone coming out to my mom was amazing but there are still awful people in the world, like my brother. You know, when you came out, I can handle it. I promise. I also think just the scene with the family was like really well done. Why do you keep going in my room? Come on, mum, he's saying he's buying me. What a load of absolute bullshit. David, please don't swear. He, he can't even admit he's gay. I mean, I, I bet you haven't told Dad yet, have you? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine what Dad's going to say. He's such, a, he's such a dick. I'm just being realistic. Right, boys, that is enough, David, in the kitchen now. <sighs> just, like, them going down the stairs, like, arguing. Olivia Coleman coming in and mm-hmm. being like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what is happening? I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was very dramatic. And I like that they started introducing different, I don't know, perspective. I don't know the right word. Yeah. No, perspectives is good. Yeah. And they're not all bad and not all good, but they're nuanced. And yeah. That sets it up with her. Like she's got a, she's going to have a problem with David having a problem with Nick. But she's also got other problems with David and with Nick. Yeah. She's a it, parent. With, without, like, losing its, like, wholesomeness and, like, family show type of vibe, it was, like, a dramatic scene that even me as, like, a queer adult, I was, like, a little uncomfortable, mm. like, watching. I was like, oh, this is so sad. This is... <laughs> it, like, got me involved. I don't know. Trying to remember exactly how the episode ended. I think it ended it ends with, with the voice the, message, yeah, right? It ends with the voice So message. it ended with nice little setup. Not necessarily a cliffhanger, but yeah. we're like, okay, good. It's, it's, Charlie's feeling bad, but Nick's reassuring him. Yeah. Now David's been introduced. Yeah. Sahar. We have more, we've introduced these other people. Exactly. We have more layers that we want to keep exploring yeah. and keep watching. Oh, Thank you for listening. 50v20 is a production of Lemming and Drops Studio. You can find links to this show and more at lemmingdrops.com. Subscribe to the show and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. Join the Facebook group at Lemming Drops Studio Tour for updates. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 50v20 Podcast. And send us gifts. And support the show at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops. Bye, everyone. Don't move.